Praise the Lord. In our sharing this evening, we will be studying a chapter in the book of Judges. Judges chapter 3 from verse 1. And what are we trying to look at in that chapter? We are actually looking at how God trained his children for battle. God training his children for battle. God taking his children through problems in order to shape them and actually permitting his children to pass through certain problems to shape them into warriors. But the unfortunate thing is that many of God's children always miss the opportunities and look at problems as if God is actually punishing them. Let us look at the Bible in Judges chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites Israel, who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites who had not had previous battle experience. The five rulers of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonites, the Hivites, living in Lebanon, mountains from Mount Baal, Hermon to Lebo Hamath. They were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's command, which he had given their forefathers through Moses. Let's look at those first four verses again. He said, the nation that the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. Why will the Lord be leaving enemies, knowing that his children will be meeting these enemies? Here we get the answer. The Lord left those nations in order that the children of the Israel who had not experienced the war in Canaan may actually go through the battle experiences. For what purpose? He said to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites. So God is interested in transforming every one of his children into warriors who will be able to confront the enemies, not as people pleading with the enemy to give way, people pleading with the enemy to leave them alone, but people who confront the enemy, shatter the enemy, overthrow the enemy, dismantle the work of the enemy out of the way in order to do the work that God has given to them. God trained his children in warfare by permitting the enemy to remain in order that his children may confront the enemy, dismantle the enemy, dislodge the enemy, and his children will equally be able to testify with the Lord that they have been transformed into warriors. God trains his children for battles. The nation that the Lord left to test all the Israelites. How many times has God tested you? 
through those difficulties in your life and you have fell again and again. Instead of looking at those difficulties as opportunities to be, to, to be trained, as opportunities to, t- to tell the Lord, Lord, you have permitted this problem to come my way. I am not going to disappoint you. He said he did this only to teach warfare. God permits the enemy to come into the life of his children, to stand before his children in order to teach his children warfare. God wants to teach us warfare. And to teach us warfare, he takes us through battle experiences. No one ever learned warfare just being in a classroom. No one ever learned swimming by just reading a book. You must jump into the water. So the Lord permits us to go through problems. He permits the enemy to come our way in order to teach us warfare, to teach the descendant of the Israelite warfare who had not had the previous battle experience. Have you had previous battle experience? How many battle experiences do you know in your life? How many times has the enemy stood before you and then you stood your ground and decided that the enemy must give way? How many times have you stood your ground? What are the battle experiences that you know, that you have gone through, that you are able to tell the enemy, I don't care the day you meet me. I will still teach you a lesson because I taught you a lesson in the past. God wants his children to be warriors and he permits us to go through problems in order that he may teach us warfare. He said he did this, that's in verse 2, he did this only to teach warfare to the descendant of the Israelites who had not had previous battle experiences. And look at the type of the the, the nation the Lord left. The five rulers of the Philistines. During the days of King Saul, there was battle with the Philistines. During the days of David, there was battle with the Philistines. And those battles were, uh, uh, from what we are seeing here, the goal was that God will use it to teach the children of Israel warfare. The great God, the man of war, teaches us warfare by permitting these rulers to remain so that tomorrow we can face the Philistines. How many Philistines have you faced in your life? How many times did you defeat them? Are you the, the, the one that, like it happened to the children of Israel, that one Goliath, one of the Philistines will come out and will be shouting and all of them will run away until one young boy, David, will come and dismantle this lodge, flush out of the way, Goliath, so that the purposes of God may be accomplished. The five rulers of the Philistines were left in order to teach the children of Israel who had not had previous battle experience. He was to teach them warfare. What has God permitted to be in your life to teach you warfare? What are the problems? What are the challenges that you have been going through because God permitted them to be in your life to teach you warfare? 
What are the challenges that are taking place in your family? The, those five, the rulers of the Philistines in your life that God permitted in order to teach you warfare. What are the things in your family? What are the challenges at your place of work? That challenge with your boss. That, ch- that particular challenge in your neighborhood. And God has permitted it in order to teach you warfare. The five rulers of the Philistines. All the Canaanites. The Sidonians. The Hivites. Living in Lebanon mountain from Mount Balhamon to, to Lebo Hamath. They were left to test the Israelites to see whether they will obey the Lord's command. Number one, they were left in order to teach them warfare. They were left to test them. They were left whether they will obey the Lord. Will you obey the Lord in time of your crisis? In those difficult moments in your life, will you still obey the Lord? So they were left to test. There are trials we go through. God is testing. God knows you. God is testing you to know whether you obey him. Whether you are one of those overcomers who have confessed and have taken a decision that irrespective of what you go through, you will stand true to your God. No one ever passes an exam without, without writing the exam. The test in our lives, they are actually men for in order, they are examination that we have been given in order that we may be promoted to the next level of our lives. In your educational life, you do one exam after the other in order that you may rise to another level in your education. You do one exam after the other. It is the same thing in your relationship with God. God permits certain tests to come your way in order that you pass the test and you will be taken to the next level. Unfortunately, many people fail the test and they repeat. God will permit you to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat until you finally pass the test. That difficult person in your life, that difficult partner in your life, that particular difficult uh, situation in, that God has permitted and actually is passing you through as a test in order to promote you. There has never been any promotion without a test. All the trials in our lives are always opportunities for God to take us to the next level. All the tests we go through, all the difficulties we go through, all the what we call disappointments are no disappointment. They are God's appointment in order to take us to the next level. They are tests that God is taking us through in order to take us to the next level. God did it to see whether they will obey the Lord's commands. We are looking at Judges chapter 3 verse 4. He said they were left to test the Israelites to see whether they will obey the Lord's commands. The Philistines, the Canaanites, the Hebites, all this, just imagine all this nation that to the Israelites were enemies, but to God they were examination being given to the Israelites. Look at all those things in your life that to you are problems. But to God, they are not problems. They are things that have been permitted that you that, that have been permitted to be around you in order that God may use them in order to promote you to the next level. 
They were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's command, which He had given their forefathers through Moses. The trials in your life will be there in order to see whether you will stand true to the word of God, obey the word of God. The Israelite, look at, let's go to verse 5. Did the Israelite who God had permitted these kings to remain, these rulers, the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Sidonians to remain, did they pass the test? We saw that they were left to test the Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. Majority of believers have not experienced the wars in Canaan. Majority of believers do not know spiritual warfare. They have not been taught spiritual warfare because every difficulty they run away from. The slightest hardship they run away from. The slightest, they are always looking for the pathway of least resistance. The slightest difficulty, they give up. And finally, you have people who, in crisis moment, cannot be depended upon. In verse 5, the Israel living among the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the, sorry, the Israel lived among the Canaanites. They live among the Hittites. They live among the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. But what happened? Just like today, we believers, we are living among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. Like the Lord Jesus Christ said, we are in the world, but not of the world. We, will, we were permitted to live among the pagans, live among all those ungodly people. But what happened is that God is using the environment in which you are to taste your heart. What happened to the Israelites? They took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. We are in verse 5. Judges chapter 3 verse 5. God had permitted these people in order to teach the Israelite warfare. God had permitted these people in order to test their heart. And here they were actually tested. This is the result of the exam. What is the result? The Israelite lived among them. And it was not a problem. What were they supposed to do? They were supposed to overthrow the Canaanite. They were supposed to flush out the, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite. They were supposed to fight the battle and flush out these people and settle in their land. But here we see they lived among them. They lived among them. They shared the land with them. A lazy person always compromises to take instead of paying the price to move forward and be the best you can be and get the best that you can get, you compromise for the, the, the lowest position. They lived among them. They lived among them. But they did not only live among them. The Bible says in verse 6, they took their daughters in marriage. They compromised in the area of marriages. Started mixing, accepted their ways of life, gave their daughters in marriage, took their own daughters in marriage, but finally, what did they do? They served their gods. 
they live among them and in their relationship, compromise in their relationship, and then the enemy is always targeting to snatch away your heart from God. The enemy is always targeting to ensure that you reach a point in your life when you are no longer serving the Lord, you are serving the world, you are serving the, 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 the passion for other things. They lived among them. They got married to them. Gave their own children in marriage. And finally, they served their gods. Listen. So what is the result of the test that they were being given? What is the result of the training? The result here is that they fell woefully. The test that God has taken you through, did they promote you to the next level? Those trials, maybe in your health, maybe in your finances, maybe in your relationships, maybe those difficulties at your places of work, maybe what may be ha- have been happening in your family, maybe that health, the health of that particular child. Finally, what did all this do to your relationship with your God? Did they bring you to that point where you gave up? There is light compromise. There is light gave up. Instead of fighting the, the, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, overthrowing their gods, they compromised, settled, and began to worship their gods. What a terrible day. The Israelites did evil. So they served the, the gold of the Amorite, of the Hittite, of the Perizzite, of the Hivite, of the Jebusite. And what did they do to the Lord? The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Then they forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asherahs. So the test that were meant for their promotion brought rather a disaster in their lives. They began to serve other gods, and in their relationship to their true, the true God, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord. Have you reached this point in your life when now you live among, then you compromise, then finally you are serving the gods of those people, and in your relationship with the Lord, you are doing evil in the eyes of the Lord? Have you forgotten the Lord your God? Are you serving the Baals? Are you serving the Asherah poles? Are you serving other gods? As a result of the test you have gone through, the difficulty you have gone through, your language concerning your God is now a negative language. Your language concerning the interests of your God is now a negative language. Your, your language concerning the vision that God once gave you is now a negative language. So that your language is when I was young. When we used to be young. My language, your language is when uh, we used to be zealous. And I've gotten many believers that will tell you it used to be zeal with that knowledge. A mark of backsliding. Instead of going back to the former passion you used to have for God. They failed the test. Not only failing the test, they began to worship other gods. 
and the worship of other gods came because they compromise. Are you compromising in your relationship with God? Then they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and they served the past. Verse 8. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel so that he sold them into the hand of Cushan Ritashtem, king of Aram, Naharem, to whom the Israel were subject for eight years. So, instead of overthrowing the powers of the enemy, they compromise in their relationship with, the, with, with, with God. They compromise in their relationship with others. Began to serve other gods. And God became angry towards them and sold them, handed them over to the enemy. Whenever the people of God give themselves to disobedience, instead of fighting the spiritual battle, God rests them to fight. Instead of using the difficulties as opportunity to be trained in battle, whenever the children of God begin to compromise their relationship, God will raise a principality around them that will finally begin to overthrow them, begin to torment them. God can raise a wicked king. God can suddenly turn uh, the situation in their nation where even worshipping God becomes very difficult. God can raise some wicked people who will begin to bring all sorts of rules, all sorts of laws that will block the people of God from worshipping God. Here, a principality was raised up to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. <clears throat> if God has called you, training you in battle to overthrow the enemy, and instead of overthrowing the enemy, fighting the battle to defeat the enemy, you compromise in your relationship with God and begin to worship the enemy, God gives you over and you will truly go and become a slave to that enemy. But in verse 9, but when they cry out to the Lord, we thank God for the power of prayer. When they cry out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer. When they cry out to the Lord, that's always when the people of God are subjected under one bondage after the other, one difficulty after the other, there is always a solution. There is always a way out. The power of prayer, when the people of God team up together and begin to cry out to God, pray and cry out to God in our hardship is the way of restoration back to God. When we cry out to God, God will raise up, God will make a way. God will always make a way to the praying for the praying believers. God will always make a way for his children who cry out to him day and night. In their oppression, in their difficulty, when they soon find that in their nation, the life in their nation is becoming very difficult. It's becoming more and more difficult to worship God, more and more difficult to pray, more and more difficult to preach the gospel, more and more difficult to, to, to name the name, to proclaim the name of the Lord around them. Because all sort of principalities, sometimes in the name of president, sometimes in the name of governors, sometimes in the name of one authority after the other, have 
have been raised up by the enemy to oppose them, when they lift up their voices and begin to cry out to God, God will always raise up a deliverer. God will always raise up a deliverer. There is the power of prayer, praying, church. When the people of God begin to cry out and pray to God, God will raise up a deliverer. God will make a way out. Here we see God raised up for them a deliverer. They were sold into the hand of the enemy and they were subject for eight years in the hand of the enemy. But when they began to cry out to God, have you started to cry out to God in that your difficulties? Are you crying out to God? Have you rallied people to cry out to God? Have you teamed up with others to begin to cry out to God? When they cry out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. Oh, that we may begin to cry out to God. Oh, that instead of complaining, we begin to cry out to God. Oh, that instead of running here and there to men, looking for solution for men, we may turn to God and begin to cry out to God. <clears throat> when they cry out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's brother who served them. The spirit of the Lord came upon him. So that he became Israel's judge and went to war. God wanted these people from the world go to go to war and defeat the enemy and be trained for battle. Instead of going to war, they lived among the enemy and finally the enemy began to control them. But when they began to pray, God sent them back to war because Othniel did not go to war alone. God did to them what he did to Jonah. The word of God had to come again the second time to Jonah. When you cry out to God, God will take you back to what you ought to be doing. What he wanted you to be doing from the word God. God will take you back to the vision he gave to you. In other words, God will restore you back to what he originally had on his heart for you. The Spirit of God came upon him, so he became Israel's judge and went to war. And the Lord gave that principality into his hand. And he overpowered him. Hallelujah. The power of a praying church, the power of a praying people of God. When the people of God begin to pray, God will empower them and they will defeat the enemy. It does not matter the principalities that are around the people of God. When the people of God begin to pray, when the people of God begin to pray, God will push them back to begin to do what they ought to have been doing. So the land had peace for 40 years until Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. So for 40 years, there was peace. Why was there peace? There was peace because they prayed. There was peace in their nation because they prayed. There will be peace in any nation when the believer begin to gather themselves to prayer, when to go to war. They, as they cry out, as they cry out, God will deliver them from those wicked rulers. 
As they cry out, God will overthrow all those powers of the enemy, all those occultic forces that have risen and all, all over. God will intervene. God will empower them. The power of God rests upon praying believers. Or praying for eight years, they were subjected in the hand of the enemy, in bondage for eight years. And when they cry out to God, God gave them freedom and they live in peace for 40 years. What a merciful God. What a merciful God. Until Odney, son of Kenneth, died. So after a time, Odney died. The, the, that, that warrior died. And once again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the, of the Lord. They went again, that's verse 12. They went again and compromised. Because they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In, in his eyes, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel. When the people of God live right with God, God gives them power over the enemy. But when the people of God abandon God, God gives power to the enemy to overpower them. So the power is in the hands of the Lord to give to his people who are living right with him, who are crying to him, so that they will use that power against the enemy. But, if the people of God turn and compromise with the enemy and become one with the enemy, God gives the enemy power over them. And here, getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him, Edom came and attacked Israel and they took possession of the city of Palm. The Israel were subject to Eglon, king of Moab, for 18 years. The first time they were under bondage for eight years. They did not learn a lesson. Many people don't learn lesson. That's why they move from one calamity to the other, one bondage to the other, one bondage to the other. Now they are in bondage for another 18 years. In verse 15, again the Israelites cry out to the Lord. I wanted to get the word cry out. They cry out. That's what prayer is. They cry out to the Lord. And he gave them a deliverer. They cry out to the Lord. When the people of God cry out to the Lord, God always gives them a man. God gives them a deliverer. Ehud, a left-handed man, the son of Gerard, the Benjamite, the Benjamite. The Israelites sent, sent him with tribute. We see that God gives his people who cry out to him a leader. And that leader will lead them to war. That leader will lead them to war. That leader will rally them back to prayer. When the people of God begin to pray, God will raise praying leaders. God will raise fast, uh, fighting leaders. God will raise leaders who will rally them in order to overthrow the enemy. God will not raise up feasting leaders. God will not raise up entertainers. God will not raise up people who will just come to be playing with the people of God. God will raise up people who will come to rally the people of God back to battle because God wanted his people to be engaged in battle to overthrow the enemy and to impose the lordship of the Lord.
So what are we saying, brethren? That there are difficulties God permits his children to have in order to train them. God will use difficulties to transform his children into warriors. And any warrior at the site of battle is excited because he has been trained for that. Train for battle today. When you meet difficulty tomorrow, you will not be moved. We are saying, from what we have seen, that it is possible for God to permit you to go through the test and you fail the test. And that instead of fighting to defeat the enemy, you compromise with the enemy and after a time, you are the one serving the God, other gods. And after a time, you have abandoned God completely and God will become angry with you. And as God is angry with you, God pulls away and you will serve, you will be in bondage to the enemy. But we have also seen that there is always a way out. And what is the way out? Come back to God. Instead of grumbling, instead of complaining, instead of giving up, come back to God. As you pray, you cry out to God, God will give you a way out. God will give you a way of freedom. God will give you a way of victory. Not only will you be the one praying, but God will give you equally the ability to raise others. Or God will move someone somewhere to begin to rally the massive, the largest number of people possible. And brethren, we are in that era where we must rally people to pray. We are in that era where we must not only pray, we must rally more and more people, more and more people, more and more people to pray in order to impose the lordship of our Lord. Don't give up because of the test you are going through. The test is there to promote you to the next level. Do not give up because you are being attacked by the enemy from all directions. You are at the battlefront to be trained for warfare, to prepare you for kingship tomorrow. You are at the battlefront. God will not only give you victory, but God will transform you into a warrior and promote you to the next level. Don't compromise in your relationship with God just because you are going through difficulties. That enemy that you want to compromise to place in his hand, you'll be subjected to such bondage that you have never thought of. Don't turn back. Fight on. Press on. Overthrow the enemy. Refuse to be a slave. Don't give up. Pray. Cry out to God irrespective of what you may be going through now. And after a time, you will hear multitude of others cry out to God. And there will be a mighty revival, not only in your life, in your church, in your family, in your town, in your nation, and together, teaming up with others, you will see the interest of God prospering. You are being trained for battle. God does not hate you. God loves you. God wants to promote you to the next level of your relationship with him. God wants to promote you to the next level. He ordained for you 
from the foundation of the world. But he does not just do it like that. He takes you through one battle or the other. May the Lord himself help you not to fail him. May the Lord help you so that in those difficult moments, as you are going through those tests, you will obey the Lord and obey him with all your heart. You will not turn back from following him. God trains us by taking us through difficulties. May the Lord bless you as you begin to see one difficulty in your life after the other as God training you, not because God has abandoned you. And may you stand true to the Lord your God and may you not fail him. God bless you.